I guess uh, the elf on the shelf is back, and we didn't have that tradition growing up. I don't remember that happening in my house, but I, I love it because my son, uh, the elf comes and visits my son uh, about this time every year, and then the elf moves every night. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Well, uh, elf made a mistake the other night, and elf uh, got himself a stick and put a marshmallow on it and sat uh, right in the fireplace. Okay, so that's where the elf was. But you know how it got cold a couple nights ago? I go, I, it sure would be nice to build a fire, but you can't touch the elf or it will lose its magic. And can so, you grab it with tongs? I Googled, what, is there a proper way you can move the elf around without it moving its magic? And that's what it said. It says, Santa Claus says that if you absolutely have to move the elf, you can use tongs to move it to a new location. Mm -hmm. So that problem was solved. Then my son comes home with a story yesterday, and he says, oh, by the way, Dad, the, us kids at school were talking about it, and there's a new rule about the elf. And I go, now what's that? And I think they've just made this up. These kids, they're smart, man. They're like one step ahead of parents sometimes. And uh, the rule is, if I accidentally bump the elf, or he accidentally bumps the elf, the magic is gone, right? Except you can get the magic back if you make homemade cookies. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> so I'm like, I said, say it again. He goes, and I go, well, I guess we could just go to Reese's and buy cookies. He's like, no, no, no. They actually have to be homemade cookies. So the, the kindergartners and first graders have come up with this ingenious plan to accidentally touch the elf. And then they get <laughs> to make homemade cookies. They're going to be touching that elf all over. I know. I'm like, <laughs> there's no incentive <laughs> not to touch the elf now, right? They outsmarted us, man. Oh, those kids, they're good, aren't they? Cody Johnson tickets are free at 7.40. He's going to be here in Tulsa Saturday night. It's 98.5 The Bull. Good morning. It's Tyg and Daniel. Tyg, last night I had dinner with your wife and your next-door neighbor's wife at <laughs> Duet. So they you go like out a, for girls' night now? I am. I'm part of girls' night. Yeah. I was very offended one time when I wanted to go to girls' night. They wouldn't let me go, but now I'm in. So you've uh, they've... You've earned their trust, and so now when they have girls' night, you're part of girls' night. Yeah, <laughs> okay. and I like it. All right. Listen, I went last night to this, uh, they had like a bourbon dinner at Duet downtown, which, by the way, is a great uh, value. I almost don't even want to talk about it because I don't want other people to get in on this because then they'll buy up all the reservations. But it's like $50 for a three-, four-course meal and three or four cocktails. Really? Per yeah. person? And so, not bad. I mean, it's for great. a night out like that, $50? It's a pretty fancy night. Uh, only 50 bucks. Not bad. Wonderful. Um, so we were all, uh, we were talking. And I think somehow or another, I asked your wife's biggest complaint about you now, like right now in this particular space and time. She told me what it was. And then Laura said, you know what? That's my biggest complaint about her husband, Ryan. So you guys both... You and Ryan are doing one thing that, that your wives them? don't like. How could I'd I... like you to try to guess what it is. She Wait, she has complaints about me? Oh, Lord. Nothing but. <laughs> okay. uh, if I had to guess, and you said... Ryan does it too. But it annoys you say, Laura. You also said something in there that said, and this must go for a lot of husbands now, already have it in common with another husband, but you said it has to do with this time and space? Like it's not something I've always done? Is it specific Maybe you've to always the done it. No. Hmm. I, like, I would have to guess that she says I never remember anything that she tells me. Wrong. Absolutely not at all. Not a, you don't not, know your wife at all. Okay. She's going to leave you. Okay. 
It's when you guys leave and don't tell them that you're leaving. Oh, that's, you know... Like, and, and and Laura said the same thing. Like, sometimes Ryan will walk right past me and not tell me that he's leaving the house. Yeah, but, like, I have to have some independence. I don't want to feel like I'm on the clock. But what yeah. a jerk move not to say, hey, I'm just running yeah. to the gas station. Why not just let them know that you're leaving the house? You guys have children. Because if I tell her where I'm going, then she's going to be like, well, he's been gone a little too long. And, you know, I don't want all that. I just want to walk out. And then she, you know, I'll be home. And I got inspired. Like you're my buddy, but that's a, like, you got to tell, you can't just leave and not tell somebody. What do you mean I can't just leave? What? You, you know, if you're hey, married, buddy, you no. don't just like walk wait out. Wait a second. What state is Tulsa in? Oklahoma. And what country is Oklahoma in? The United States of America. That's right. That's right. So, uh, well, listen, just because you have freedom, it's not freedom to be a jerk. Well, I got inspired by my, my brother-in-law who's married to my sister. When we were home last Christmas, yeah, it was awesome. This guy would just disappear, and we would go, where's Jean? And nobody had any idea. And then he would come home like four hours later, and we didn't know what he had done. And I go, that's a real cowboy right there. I got to start doing that. So I started just walking out every now and then. I mean, it seems like a reasonable idea, but then when I think about it, if I were to just walk out, like to go to the restroom or something and just not come back, wouldn't that be a bit of a jerk move on, on my part to you? If you left the house? Not the house, the studio. No, not really. I'd be happy to see you going for a little bit. <laughs> Get out of here. Hey, now, who's this? This is Justin. Justin, do you think it's all right for Ty to just walk out of the house, not tell his wife he's leaving? I mean, it's kind of disrespectful, man. I've been married 16 years, mm -hmm. and I I don't I don't know. I would never do that. Just I feel like that's disrespectful. All right, well, let me say life. All right, let me say this. Let's say I do say I'm running up to Home Depot or something, right? Yeah. And then after about 40 yeah. minutes, I'll get a text. And it's an are you okay text. Like, I feel like I'm on the clock the whole time. And and by the way, if I weren't okay, I wouldn't be able to text you back. So what's the point? Does she really text, though, and be like, are you <laughs> okay after 40 thing. minutes? Yeah, she'll be, like, not in those words, but I know what she's doing. Like, sometimes ladies will well, use sentences. How far from Home Depot do you live? Is 40 minutes a reasonable time to be checked in on? I mean, it is your wife. But I don't think this guy likes his wife. I, I no, think no, Justin... no, no. You know this for a fact that um, when we were younger and we used to go out, she would check on us, check up on us through a text, and it was, are you having fun? But that was code for, where are you? You've been out too long. When are you coming home? Right. That's code for <laughs> yeah. that. They always say, are you having fun? But that's really code. Here's my thing, Ty. But well, if, you're, if your wife says, like hang on, Justin. If your wife says, this is my biggest complaint, wouldn't uh -huh. you just stop doing it? Uh, well, I would definitely stop. Yeah, Justin would stop. He, this guy loves his wife. I love my wife, but like, I don't know, Daniel. You say I mean, you got to think about it. If she's calling and checking on you, it's obviously because she cares. Even if she does want to know where you are when you're going to be home, it's because she cares. Because if she didn't call and check on you, she wouldn't give. A, she wouldn't care if you came back at all. Justin, what do you think your wife's biggest complaint is about you? Oh, there's a plethora. I'm sure. A plethora. <laughs> We've all got plethora. What do you think is one of them, though? Like, what do you do? Uh, I work too much, probably. <laughs> I don't know. I'm pretty submissive. <laughs> so, yeah, he, he tells his wife everything he does. <laughs> <laughs> right, thanks for the thanks, call, buddy. Justin. It's 98.5 The Bull. Today's hot country as we continue this morning, still at 740. We've got those Cody Johnson. Now, if I go to the Cody Johnson show, do I got to tell her? No, you just walk out, I, not tell her, just leave. Like, do I you tell know, her, you and like, your little son's just sitting there. Where's daddy? Like, text her and go, hey, I just went to the 
The snack bar. You know what you okay? need to learn, buddy? Common courtesy. <laughs> okay, right. It's not a father pool. Daniel, what are you what are you wearing today? What what is it when it gets cold? You wear um, you wear like stuff like my grandpappy would wear. This is a, a sweater or a cardigan. Yeah, but it's uh, no a sweater to me is you know fully collared at the top and mm. but this thing you've got is zipped all the way down, and it looks like something like literally. <laughs> Like, I'm not so kidding. it's odd to you that I'm wearing a cardigan in cold weather. But that's not what people your age are usually wearing, right? What do people our age wear, Todd? I don't know, like half zips and uh, something cooler. What are you, an Old Navy commercial? I should be wearing a half zip? You look like you're going to give me a Werther's original at any moment. Listen, this is the age, and I think a lot of people get to this age, where you're not sure how to dress anymore. You can't dress like you're super young. You don't want to dress like you're super old. We're in the middle, right? Yeah. I remember for, uh, like, months straight, you wore slippers to work. Slippers? Yeah, like soft shoes. I did get on a kick of uh, wearing yeah, the guy house shoes to work. It was like the, the stuff you used to use when they threw papers in your yard, those kind of shoes. Like, you walked out to keep your feet warm. They were kind of fuzzy looking. And yeah, Dana I wore would wear straight these to up work house on. shoes to work for a while, and then I ran into some, like, real men, construction workers, and I was like, I can't wear these house shoes anymore. <laughs> <You> <laughs> it wasn't dress fair. Like you're, like, what? I know exactly what happened. Whatever particular day that was, for some reason, your Shih Tzu dog was at work at the time. And I think I took your dog out for some reason. I remember having to walk past some guys working on, like, a construction site. Uh-huh. And I had on house slippers. <laughs> and I'm walking a Shih Tzu. And I was like, oh, I got to yes. change my life. <laughs> house shoes, a cardigan. What's wrong with a cardigan? You're this close away from hey, wearing a scarf. listen, buddy. What's, what's woven into the cardigan? Uh... <laughs> Mountains, that's right. Well, yeah. Mountains. <laughs> He's got a mountain cardigan sweater. All right, sweater. then. Yeah, it looks well, cute. that's hey, manly, man. buddy. Name me something more manly than mountains. Hey, man, it looks good. What are you, Joan Rivers? I don't care what you think about my clothes. <laughs> yeah. This ain't the red carpet. <laughs> All right. It's uh, 98.5 <laughs> The Bull. Hey, we're like five minutes away from our 12 strays of Christmas. Now, tell me what 12 strays of Christmas is. So we teamed up. With some local organizations, the Animal Rescue Foundation, or ARF, and uh, Woodland West Animal Hospital and Pet Resort to highlight local rescue dogs and cats that need a home. And there are uh, on the bulltulsa.com. Go ahead and look at these pictures before we tell you the story about the stray. And also, I want you to notice how comfortable and natural Tig looks in every photo. There's something wrong with me. You look like you're getting electrocuted in every picture you take now. <laughs> God, go, you'll see the very first one at the top of the tree. The guy simply looks like he's in pain. It looks like I'm going under uh, through a medical procedure or something. In all these photos, there's like I'm kind of smiling, but I don't know what's it's, wrong. No, with you, me. it's not a smile; it's a grimace. <laughs> okay. Do they shoot you with a dart, right? Like when they go one, two, three, and then take the picture? Like how do you? Why do you have this grimace? I don't know what's wrong. There's something that's an age men get to, and even though I know where the camera is and I know they're counting down. It's not even a smile. As soon as they get to zero, something weird happens. You look like a caveman that somebody's trying to take away his turnip. Like, you're just baring your teeth. You're okay. not. <laughs> so we took pictures with all the strays. Yeah. And they're all up there at thebulltulsa.com. We're going to introduce you to an animal, a doggy called Yaquina. And just a little bit right here on 98.5 The Bull that's up for adoption. Super busy lives these days. It's 98.5 The Bull. Good morning, Daniel. We do. I just went in there uh, to Big Country. What is it, what's it called over there? Big Country. Big Country Big with Hoot Owl. The radio station, yeah. Yes. And uh, I said, Hoot Owl, 
I saw that Cassie Latshaw, she's a uh, local artist, she's having an album release party tonight at Mercury Lounge. I said, who doll are you going to go to this? Because she knows, uh, he knows Cassie Latshaw because he works at the music store. Mm-hmm. And every time I go and see Cassie Latshaw, she never remembers me, but always knows the who doll. Mm-hmm. So I said, are you going to go to this album release party tonight? He said, no, 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 this thing starts at 8. He has to go to sleep. I said, how much sleep do you get a night, Hudal? He says, I try to get eight hours of sleep every night. I don't know, Tig. I don't know a single soul that gets eight hours of sleep a night. Do you know anybody that gets eight hours of sleep? Not that I know of. It's hard to get eight hours of sleep, right? Because if you go to bed, like uh, for parents especially, sometimes when the kids go to sleep, that's your time. Your alone time, right? Mm-hmm. And you almost don't so, want to squander it by yeah, sleeping. Yeah, you don't want to squander it in a way, but then you also you, there's the other part of you that's like, I need sleep, so you're kind of caught. And uh, so it's hard to get eight, eight hours of sleep, I would imagine, for a lot of people. Do you know anybody in your life that gets eight hours every no, night? No, not really. Even my mom or dad, they go to sleep. My mom goes to sleep at like 6 p.m. sometimes, 7 p.m. And I'm like, Mom, what time do you get up? I'm like, I wake up at 3. I'm like, we'll stay up a little later. <laughs> what do you do at 3 a.m.? That sucks. She just has to get up and take it. Yeah. But I think it's because she's going to sleep too early. Mm-hmm. Uh, so here's a question. We did this before, and I'm, I'm just fascinated by it. I don't know why. I want to know, how much sleep did you get last night? 918-879-9898. 918-879-9898. Weren't you fascinated when we did this earlier, Tug, to find that people are only getting four or five hours of sleep a night? Yeah, and it wasn't even an anomaly for some people. This was the rule of thumb that they sleep four hours a night, and I go... Jeez, when I get four hours of sleep, I am useless the next day. Well, I'll ask you. I'll start with you. How much sleep did you get last night? I went to, I fell asleep about 11.30, woke up about 4.30, so that put me at five hours. Now, the good thing about me and you, we can take a nap during the day. A lot of people can't. Yeah, because we our shift is different. We get off a little bit earlier. So 918-879-9898, 918-879-9898. We want to know, how much sleep did you get last night? We'll figure out how we're doing. It's 918-879-9898. Mr. Currington with Tig and Daniel on 98.5 The Bull. 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country with Tig and Daniel. About 15 minutes away from Cody Johnson tickets. He's here Saturday night, yo. Hmm. What are you trying to relate to young people with saying yo? Yeah, we did some research, and if I say yo and I say not after I say something. Tig, to a young person, you appear to be like 90 years old. Not when I say yo. Or who this? Now you seem to be 85. Good morning. Who this? Reve. Reve, how much sleep did you get last night, yo? <laughs> well, I didn't get to bed till about one. Like- hey, now. And she's gone. <laughs> Wait, how did? how is she already? Did you hang up on Reve? No, no, she just dropped. Hey, good morning. Who's this? What? Ty, that's world? you're doing something now. Uh, my hands are on my lap. You idiot. Me? I'm not the one accidentally hanging up on everybody. Reve, I apologize. I don't know what's going on with Tig over there. He's somehow hanging up on everybody. You went to bed at 1? Oh, imagine that. Another dropped call. <laughs> hey, good morning. It's Tig and Daniel. Let's try this again. Who's this? Good morning. This is Miss Lucy. So how much sleep are you getting each night? Well, typically around seven and a half. So last night I got about eight and a half hours of sleep. I was asleep by 9.15 and woke up at 6, and I'm a single mom with three kids, young kids. So it is possible, but you just have to have to put your foot down sometimes. But what about those nights where 
you're doing that routine, everything seems normal, and then one of them just isn't falling asleep, or, you know, how do you handle that? Well, then you just, that, that's when you just don't get those nine or eight hours of sleep. So you just got to, that's just the joys of parenting. But when you can get it, oh, man, like I woke up today feeling so refreshed. And then when I heard you guys on the radio talking about how sometimes you just like to stay awake when the kids are asleep, I looked at all my kids and I'm like, see, I'm not the only one who says that. Because sometimes my kids are like, well, why don't you just go to sleep when we do? And it's like, I enjoy that peace. That, yes. that, that quiet time, that mom time, that me time. What a nice thought but for yeah, the children to hear you say, um, oh, I love it when you guys go to bed. <laughs> well, she's not alone. Yes, you should have saw their faces, especially you guys being men. It was hilarious. I was like, see, even dads feel that way. I know. When I uh, I'll go check on my son, and when his eyes are uh, closed and I can tell he's asleep, it's like the Super Bowl in my house. I'm like, heck yeah, man. The Super Bowl tag? Exactly. Uh, it's, I'm like, I can do whatever I want for a little while. It's exactly. a good feeling. You're like, oh. Well, thank you for well, the call. thank you guys for bringing up this topic. You guys have a beautiful day. You too, and uh, congrats on your good sleep last night. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Hopefully you get your nap in today. Thank you. What a nice lady tag. Why can't you have a, a nice disposition like that? You have a nasty disposition. I'm not mean to anybody. <laughs> no, but you're not, like, pleasant like she is. Oh. Why can't you be like that? Well, watch this. Hey, good morning. It's 98.5. Now Bull. you're overdoing it. Hey, Reve, sorry. I feel like you're making fun of that previous lady now by, no. by, by mocking and ridiculing. <laughs> you're making fun of me. Hey, Reve, sorry about that. You said you went to bed at 1 a.m. last night. So what happened after that? Oh, I did, I got about five, so I had about four hours of sleep. And, yeah, she, she got a lot of sleep. That must have been nice. Why were you up until 1? Were you at a rave? Um, no, my kids were asleep. I didn't get them to bed till almost 10. They just absolutely refused. Yeah, and by the time they were asleep, I wanted to sit down and just, you know, binge watch some of my Netflix shows. Was, and, you know, like y'all were saying, have my time that I don't get cat, all day long. I don't know what she's doing. She's catting around downtown. You're catting around downtown, Reve? <laughs> I wish I could cat around downtown. I got four kids. <laughs> yeah, so nobody the kids can cat around downtown anymore. <laughs> well, Reve, uh, no. how will you function throughout the day with only four hours sleep? Uh, I just do. I have a two-year-old and a three-year-old that I am at home with all day, so they make sure I do well. So you can't just take a nap and say, hey, you guys, keep yourselves busy. Yeah, take a <laughs> Get an Etch-A-Sketch and go upstairs. <laughs> like, all right, Reve, thanks for the call. Yes, thank you. All right, we are uh, about, I don't know, 11 minutes away from uh, tickets to see Cody Johnson, Daniel at the BOK Center this very Saturday night. So you still have plans to call a babysitter, get things lined up? How many hours of sleep do you think Cody Johnson gets a night? Those, those musicians, they got a weird schedule, man. They sleep on the bus as they're being driven to their next city. So you feel like they get their full eight, nine hours? I feel like uh, on a bus you'd sleep pretty well. You know what I'm saying? Like the hum of the bus and the road. I mean, people put their kids in their car when they won't go to sleep and just drive them around until they fall asleep. I've heard uh, people talk about some bus drivers that drive musicians around. There's good ones and there's bad ones. Uh, good ones know that everybody's trying to sleep, so they avoid potholes. Bad ones just, they don't give a rest. <laughs> well, maybe, uh, hopefully Cody Johnson's got a good driver, and he'll be well-rested for that show, and those tickets are 10 minutes away on 98.5 The Bull. 98.5 Bullseye Traffic from the Duval Plumbing Traffic Center. It's 98.5 The Bull with Gabby Barrett.
We're about three minutes away from Cody Johnson tickets. Remember that time, Daniel, that you went to some meet and greet and you met uh, George Jones? Uh, no, excuse me, uh, George Strait. Remember mm-hmm. that? I do. And Well, we met both of them. But uh, George Strait. And I said, how was that meeting George Strait? And you come back and it's so pathetic. He comes back to the radio station. He's telling me about meeting George Strait. And, uh, you know, I thought you were going to tell me about a conversation you all had had or how nice he was. And you come back and you said he smells great and he has soft hands. I shook George Strait's hand. His hand's soft like lotion. And that's what you got out of it. I've met several celebrities and taken literally nothing from it. Uh, we, me and you met the, the great Merle Haggard. We did. That's right. And what I think about meeting him wasn't like, oh, my gosh, Merle Haggard. We were in a room, and there were uh, several people in there. One was an older lady, I would say in her 70s. And Merle Haggard walks in. And, and, you know, this guy didn't put up with a bunch of funny business. He's real serious, and he comes in. And the second he walked in, one of those ladies goes, Oh, my word. <laughs> she was like fangirling, but I she's know. 90. <laughs> and then that distracted me so much that I couldn't enjoy my time with Merle Haggard because that lady was so, like... Fangirling it out. I mean, there's never going to be a time, Tig, where we walk into a room and somebody's going to go, Oh, my word. Never. Never, ever. You know what people say when we walk in a room? Wish they'd leave. No, they go, huh. Huh. That's it. Huh. All right. I could take him. I walk into a room, they go, huh, that's that little one from Dagan Daniel. Well, here we go. Scotty McCree is a big fan of Mr. Soft Hands. Don't call him Mr. Soft Hands. That's, well, that's really what you said he was. George. It's Scotty McCreary on 98.5 The Bull with Damn Straight. It's 98.5 The Bull. Uh, Tiger Daniel, welcome in. We got at least free Cody Johnson tickets. Daniel, we're playing 98.5 The Bull Fight, and today with us, Daniel. Today we have Anthony, who, uh, where did you say you're calling from? Katusa. Katusa, you said you work at a steel mill? Steel shop, yep. What does, shop that, what does that mean? Run a crane out of steel plant, cut plates in the mount. Hardworking guy wants to take his girlfriend, Emma, to see Cody Johnson this weekend. And we also have Heather on the phone. Heather, where are you calling from? Fort Gibson. Fort Gibson, where is that? That is by Muskogee. Okay, so say Tig and I were to go to Fort Gibson for the weekend, what would we find ourselves doing? Is there a, is a nightlife there and stuff? You know, there's some good restaurants. I don't know about nightlife, but we've got some good restaurants. Go to Heather's house. That's true. Can we come to your house? I mean, if you're down for hanging out with three kids, absolutely. All right. Well, thank you for hesitating so much. (laughs) Enough tomfoolery, guys. Let's get down to business. It's the 98.5 The Bull Fight. Today, I'm going to give you some Christmas song lyrics, and you have to complete the songs in order to win the 98.5 The Bull Fight. Anthony was the first to call in. We'll start with you. Complete the lyric, Anthony. Dashing through the snow on a one-horse open blank. Slay. 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 Heather, you better watch out. You better not blank. Cry? Cry. We are tied up, Tug. What tension? Up next, Anthony. I'm dreaming of a blank Christmas just like the ones I used to know. Oh, uh, blank? I'm dreaming of wine. You just said wine? Oh. Oh, my gosh. You've been buzzed. White. White. White Christmas. It's white Christmas, but unfortunately, you didn't get it in on time. Oh. Who's saying that? White. I thought y'all said wine. 
You thought it was, I'm dreaming of a wine Christmas? No, I said white and y'all said wine. <laughs> Uh-oh. Tig, you're the judge. What do you rule on this particular? Now I got to throw you under the bus. I'm not going to decide. What say you, Tig? I'm, I didn't, I, I'm I didn't going to trust Anthony on this one. Why, okay. Heather, do you do you believe him? I, I think he he said white. Maybe I just misunderstood. Heather, it's up to you, though. I guess you'll be the judge. Oh. Uh, being ethical, I did not hear anything, so I don't know. <laughs> Well, he wouldn't have said wine Christmas. He would have I said agree. white Christmas. All right, Anthony, right, we're so. going to give you that one, all right? All right. Heather, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer had a very blank nose. Shiny. Shiny. We are tied up again, Tug. Anthony, a yep. beautiful sight. We're happy tonight walking in a winter blank. Wonderland. Wonderland is correct. Heather, oh, the weather outside is frightful, but the blank is so delightful. Fire. Fire. We're tied up at three. Two questions to go. Anthony, three French hens, two blank doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. Repeat that one. Two, no, three French hens, two blank doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. Oh, I do not know that one. Yeah, you do. Oh, I, do. I don't know that one. Oh, you've received the cruel buzz. It is two turtle doves. Two turtle doves. Oh. Who wants three hens for Christmas? <laughs> Are they rotisserie? <laughs> oh, yeah, they're cooked. Um, Heather. Blanks roasting on an open fire. Jack Frost nipping at your nose. Chestnuts? Chestnuts. Let me check with the FCC. Can we, in fact, say chestnuts on the air? No. Uh-oh. <laughs> Anthony, final question here. With a corncob pipe and a button nose and two eyes made out of blank. Coal. Coal. So it all comes to, down to this, right, Daniel? If she gets this right, then she is the victor. That's right. All right. Give her all the easy ones. <laughs> Heather. <laughs> Holy infant, tender and mild, sleep in heavenly blank. Peace. Peace. And with that, Heather has gone five for five in the 98.5 The Bullfight. Anthony Ooh. only missing one question. Now, Heather, this sounds like great news, but now you've got a decision to make. You can, keep uh -huh. these, you can keep these tickets for yourself, or you can give these <laughs> tickets to Anthony, a hardworking man who wants to take his girlfriend, Emma, to the show on Saturday night at the BOK It'd Center. be nice. It'd be nice. Uh, Anthony, I'd like you to make a quick case on why you think Heather should give you the tickets. Because <laughs> me and my girlfriend were doing really struggling, and you know, I'd really like to take her out on a nice date, and this is my favorite band. I like Cody Johnson. Oh, I just love two so much. Oh, my gosh. Heather, now you have to decide between the uh, keeping the tickets yourself or giving them to the struggling Anthony and Emma, who are just looking for a night out on the town. Well, I wish you guys well. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to have to take my husband. Uh, you're a mean one. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> it's <no>. okay. <laughs> she won fair and square. It's almost unfair that you do that to people. Probably. How so? Well, you put her on the spot. And... It, it creates tension. It creates drama. Mm -hmm. You don't like that? <laughs> 
I, I just feel sorry for somebody who, you know, really got through the contest, fairly well, won the tickets. If we felt, will try again tomorrow. If there you, you felt really bad, Tig, you take out your wallet right now and purchase hmm. two tickets for Anthony oh, I and do, his girlfriend. I, I, I do have a do promo that. code. Do you? Yeah. It is a know? Christmas code. I have a promo code. It, what you do is you go to the website. And the promo code is your credit oh. card number. Oh, my gosh. Now you ridicule poor Anthony who's struggling as well as Emma. No, I'm not. We're just having fun. Hey, he has a good attitude. He says he's going to listen tomorrow and try to win. All right. Well, if you guys feel all right, all right with yourselves. Heather, how do you live with yourself? That's, I don't know, but that's fine. Anthony, uh, congratulations on being almost right at a perfect score. But but just, he's absolutely right. There. He can. He does qualify tomorrow, 740. Anthony, please try again. All right. See you all tomorrow. See now. 98.5 The Bull. Today's Hot Country with Tig and Dana. Also got um, Dirks now on 98.5 The Bull. Wow. Dana, you know our buddy, uh, Officer Chris. We call him Officer Chris. and yeah. uh, He's with the Sheriff's Department. And uh, he'll come over and he'll, we'll buddy around at my house a little bit and stuff like that. It's 98.5 The Bull. And you know what he wants you to do? And I don't know why you don't do it. I did this once. I did a, a ride-along with a police officer. Mm-hmm. And I think, I'm not sure if it's everywhere. I don't know the answer to that, but... I've lived in places where you could actually go down to the police station and fill out a form, and then one night they'd call you and say, hey, would you like to ride with a so-and-so police officer? And I did that, and I really wanted to know what it was like. You know, I just a little bit of a taste of what it was, and I thought we're just going to be catching speeders all night, and that'll be kind of fun, you know, or maybe somebody looks like they're swerving or something like that, and none of that happened. These police officers are so busy and I mean this in a good way, that they're having to deal with big, giant issues. So every now and then, a speeder doesn't really, like, count as a major, major issue. If somebody's going, you know, 77 and a 65, but you're on your way to a call where there's a, a domestic violence or something like that. I, w- I rode with a police officer one night, and a guy had been stabbed. I mean, that that's the kind of night I had. And Officer Chris has said... You know, I want Daniel to ride along with me because you've never done a ride along. And he even comes to my house and he brings me papers to give to you so you can fill out the paperwork and say, you know, my name is this and here's all this stuff. And uh, you won't do it. Could you do me a favor? Could you do me a solid? Okay. Take those papers, Mm -hmm. twist them up and put them in your fireplace and burn them. You've just said you did a ride along once in North Carolina. You went to domestic violence, a stabbing. One lady took all her clothes off. And oh. I guess she had taken some drugs or something. Well, maybe I will. And uh, she was obviously in distress. I felt terrible you, for her, but they had to, they had to handcuff her to the hospital. I'm not, bed. I'm not sure you can allow, you, you're supposed to talk about that. That seems well, like a HIPAA violation. No, anyway, you don't know that person's name. You also went to a, a riot, and on the ride along, the guy goes, hey, man, you better stay in the car. Lock the doors. That was the only time he didn't let me get out of the car when we went to a riot. And um, I'm not, listen, why would I want to do that? He goes, hey, man, you better stay in the car for this one. I was like, you got it, brother. I didn't want to get out of the car why, either. Why would I want to go on a ride along? You learn about what it's like. You kind of learn about your community. You see what's actually going on. I mean, you don't notice what's actually happening in your community when you just drive back to your apartment place and then you go walk your dog and then you go home and you eat a uh, Stouffer's by yourself or whatever. You don't see what's happening in the world until you get in there. I live on Riverside Drive. At a, I don't mind saying the apartment complex, the Cosmopolitan. And all that, there's a... a a parking garage, and I can go stand on the top of that, and I'll do that sometime on the weekends, about 11 or 12 at night, maybe a Saturday night. I'm up there, and I'll have a, a beer, and I'll just look out over the city. And on a Saturday night, you go up there sometimes, all you hear is sirens, you hear screaming, 
explosions. I don't know what's going on out there. I don't I don't leave my apartment very often and I'm especially not going to do it and go get in the line of fire with police officers. God bless them for what they do. I ain't going to do it though. That's yeah, you that's come. their business. I like, listen to this scanner sometime that that police scanner I told you about. You can get the app mm-hmm. and it's like a guy on a guy not when it was a big guy on a unicycle with a sword <laughs> going to Denver. <laughs> a unicycle with a sword? I'm not, I don't have nothing that? to do with that. But, you know, I went to that Ancestry.com website once to figure out my lineage and all that. And uh, it was cool to see, like, you know, some of my grandfathers had served or great-grandfathers or whatever, whatever. And I looked you up, and you come from a long line of cowards. Okay, fine. And it, it, I guess it's In all that same vein, uh, I don't know many police officers that have come in and just watch us do the show. We have, actually, we have an officer coming in to do the show with us next week. That's right. We're interviewing uh, the police chief of Tulsa, but... Oh, I'm going to... Oh, buddy, you're going on a ride-along. I'm not. Yeah, watch. I promise you I'm not. Have you ever seen that documentary, Training Day? Uh, With Denzel Washington. Denzel Washington makes this guy smoke drugs. (laughs) (laughs) Did you see that movie? Yeah, that's not real life. That's not a documentary. That is a, a script in Hollywood. And in this documentary, Ethan Hawke thought he had smoked marijuana, and then Denzel Washington goes, no, that's angel dust. I don't even know what that is. Doesn't sound good, though. I ain't doing it. So that's what happened. I get in the car with uh, Officer Chris, and he goes, hey, you like to get wet? They can do that. (laughs) You're crazy. I don't don't even know what that means. Let me ask you this, and you hate it when I do this. As my friend. No. Will you please? Mm -mm. All right. Say we go to, like, a bank robbery, and, you know, Officer Chris, what if he, like, falls out or gets hurt? Then Am get- I to retrieve his sidearm, and then I got to, like, be, like, die hard and stop the crime? No, you get his walkie-talkie and go talk that police speech or whatever they say in 10151 over here. I to do that. All right. Why don't you go on a ride on? What, you think you're, like, have. Batman or something? <laughs> I already have done yeah, a ride 10 along. years ago, Tug. I think your statute right. of limitations is up on your ride along. You know what? I will do that one night. Okay, good for you. That's happening. just what they need is some nerd in the car with them when, when <laughs> things go bad and there's Ty just there. Yeah, I did feel like I was dragging the officer down. You are. <laughs> what, were, what was your business in there? I just stood next to the guy the whole time. Like, wherever he went, I stood one foot away from him. And why do you feel that's necessary for the rest of the public to do? Yeah, I wonder if the officer didn't want me there. Of course he didn't. He's yeah. taking you to riots and stabbings. He's I trying guess to get it you. would be like if you went to work with a a CPA and you're watching them do math the whole time. They don't want that. Okay, here's another example. Why don't you do a ride along with an EMT? I thought about that the other day. I was like, I wonder if I can ride on an EMSA truck. What is EMSA? Isn't that what it's called? EMSA? You mean ambulance? But here in Tulsa. You call an ambulance an EMSA truck. Well, here what it is. What planet are you from? What are you talking about? You See, sound you don't like know an alien that's trying to pretend community. like you're a human being. You don't know anything ambulance. about your community. You ride on an ambulance with the EMT, not IMSA truck. But they say IMSA on it. God, you're, you're, you're just like an alien. For real, you're like, someone calling IMSA truck, I'm right, injured. Watch this. i got to give out the number people are going to start calling. And, and say, say what? IMSA's a deal around Tag here. phone IMSA injured. 918-879-9898. Call, call up and give Daniel a piece of your you're mind. Like, you're like E.T. with a worse body. I need that IMSA truck to come get me then. Like if, like if E.T. didn't care about his physique, that's what you would look like. <laughs> <laughs> 918-879-9898. People know what IMSA is, all right? 98.5 The Bull Weather, provided by Community Care, your locally owned health plan. 
98.5 The Bull in today's hot country. Daniel's all out of shape because I called an ambulance an IMSA vehicle. Well, I've never heard in my life somebody say, call me an IMSA. That's what they would say around here. And IMSA is what? It's a company that uh, operates ambulances in this area. See, I thought you were completely crazy, but then somebody wrote us on Facebook, lady named Beverly, and said, IMSA or ambulance. My mom, who is full-blooded Cherokee, would say, uh, I'm her white girl for calling it IMSA. She says it's an ambulance. Why you got to be so white, Tug? Good morning. Who's this? Hi. I'm not going to give my name. Okay. All right. We'll call you <laughs> Becky. Uh, Becky. Okay. When someone gets injured, do you think they say, hey, call me an IMSA truck, or do they say, call the ambulance? Call IMSA. Thank you. Nobody says that. Yes, they do. Absolutely yeah, no one on earth. IMSA. No. I work for IMSA. Okay. It's but that the IMSA truck. Yeah, Nobody's Daniel. ever calling call an ambulance an IMSA truck. Let me ask you a question about IMSA, by the way, because uh, people who live in Tulsa, like, I think I pay like four or five or six bucks a month. And the idea is yep. if I call an ambulance, IMSA in this case, then I don't have to pay for the, the travel to the hospital or something like that, right? Correct. After your insurance pays, if you've got IMSA care, it's covered. So, yeah, so you the insurance kicks in their money and then whatever's left over... I'm good to go because I've been paying that fee every month, right? Yep. Yeah, so I told you it's IMSA. The debate, tag is not that. What a fascinating topic. You bring up insurance deductibles and all that. But what, a, what I'm saying is nobody calls it an IMSA truck. You call it an ambulance. No, it's IMSA. Wrong. What do you mean wrong? She's no. wrong. <laughs> she Dude, educate yourself. Come on. That's You're right. You're in Tulsa now. It's IMSA. We service Tulsa. So you're telling me a guy staggers out of a bar with a stab wound in his side. He goes, hey. Somebody call me an IMSA truck. If he's from around Tulsa area, he's probably going to say. It's just the way it is. Yeah. It's so. an ambulance every place else. Admit you it's were wrong, Daniel. Well, I ain't. 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country with Tig and Daniel. Welcome into uh, Did You See? We have this debate going on, Daniel. You got mad because I called a, uh, well, an Tig, ambulance IMSA. It's not a debate. It's a full-out argument. Because you said that people might get injured and they say, call me an IMSA truck. And I say to you, nobody calls it that in their everyday life. They say, call an ambulance. And we're actually getting uh, messages about this, phone calls. I can't believe that you think that in, in, a, in, a, in an emergency situation, they would say, hey, someone call an IMSA. And I think they do. IMSA is the name of the company. Well, I think it's something to do with the city, too. But, uh, hey, good morning. What's up? Who is this? Hey, I have never called a radio station in my life, but I got to go. side with Daniel. It is an ambulance. Thank you. It is an ambulance. See, Ty, she's never called a radio station, and only your stupidity has made her for the first <laughs> time ever call a radio station. It's motivated her. <laughs> it is an ambulance, 100%. Well, that other lady said, though, maybe it is like a Oklahoma or Tulsa thing that some people do say call an IMSA. I think it's because she works there. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's so got a bias. A employee pride thing. Like, it's IMSA and only IMSA, but it's an ambulance. Do you live in I Tulsa? I live in Oklahoma. Do you have IMSA outside of Tulsa, or is this just a Tulsa thing? I have no idea. Like, that's what I'm saying. I don't know who my ambulance company is. It's just, I need an ambulance. All right, fair enough. But I'm going to, if I... So. If I do get into a bar fight, I'll ask for IMSA, and Daniel, you can ask for an ambulance and see who gets better service. <laughs> oh. Okay, that's what we ought to do. Um, look at this call coming in from upstairs of the 
TV station. Uh-oh. News on six. Are they mad at us? <laughs> Let's see what's going on. Hey, what's up? Hey, this is Paul Stevenson from the assignment desk upstairs. Hey, what's up? Not much. How are you this morning? I'm good. What's going on? Listen, I was just taking my son to school, and I heard you guys hear a little argument about the IMSO deal. Yeah. And my, my job is, you know, I have, to, I have to run point for the newsroom up there for the TV side of things. So I listen to fire, all the ambulance calls, the 911 traffic. That's that's what I do. It's IMSA. Thank you. Thank you. So you think people say, call me an IMSA? <laughs> no, no, no. They don't say, call me an IMSA. They just simply say, hey, call IMSA. There you go. Well, maybe Ty's a little bit right. Yep. I, for a second, this yeah. guy scared me for a second. I thought he was going to get on to That's it. what I thought. <laughs> I like, like, he has a very, like. He's like, I'm from the newsroom. I'm like, oh, my God, what do we say? Such a serious guy. Yeah, like, no uh-oh, we're in big trouble. Now, you want to look at what's going on around the world? Right here in Tulsa, yes, did you see, please. brought to you by Care Associates of South Tulsa. What was I going to start with here, Daniel? Um, oh, well, you had um, earlier mentioned that Tulsa King has now been renewed for a second season. Second season. So uh, we look uh, forward to Sylvester Stallone coming back to town and uh, maybe some of us can uh, pick up some extra money, be an extra. So that's coming back. Also, uh, I don't know anybody that isn't sick or doesn't know somebody that's sick lately. Uh, doctors around here are saying that, you know, now what happens is I get the, uh, like a sniffle and I'm like, I better get one of them tests for that COVID virus. But obviously, there's tons of other things out there. Doctors say what's uh, floating around the Tulsa area in Oklahoma, stomach bugs, RSV, COVID-19, the flu, strep, flo- uh, strep throat, and sinus infections. A huge strep float epidemic going on right there now. There is, man. You get um, strep float. and uh, It is. You're in bad shape. Yes. You need to write you your You better will. call yourself an IMSA or a coroner if you get strep float. But strep throat... Uh, ERs are flooded, they say. We know some people that went to the ER here recently, and they were like, man, it is packed in those ERs. And uh, and what I would suggest, Daniel, is to try out a uh, a teledoc if you don't want to go to the actual physician. That takes a lot of time, and, you know, they're like, oh, next Wednesday at 4. It's ridiculous. But uh, teledoc, some of your insurances will cover that, but it's a video or just phone call. And all you got to do is get on there. And a, a doctor will call you back because what happens is I know if I have a sinus infection, right? Like I get it every year. I know what it is. I don't need to go to the doctor. So I just tell them on the phone. I go, I know what this is. And they write a prescription and I don't even have to go in there. The ego on you to call a doctor and you think you can just tell them what's wrong with you. I know my body better than that doctor does. Do you know your body? I guess. <laughs> but I don't call the doctor and say, hey, here's, what's, hey, here's how it's going to be. Yeah. Listen <laughs> to me, tough man. I got strep float. Also, the uh, college football playoff system, they only allow the top four teams in it right now, but we're moving closer and closer and closer to a 12-team playoff. That would mean uh, anybody who's ranked in the top 12 would get a chance to play in the national championship game. Right now, if you're ranked fifth, your season is done. If you're ranked one one through four, you've got a shot. But now they're looking at uh, expanding it to 12 because now the Rose Bowl game, the organizers of that said, we're cool with it, man. We'll work out whatever we got to do to make sure we get a 12-game playoff. And so we're one inch closer to having that expanded. Does that mean there will be – I'm not a sports guy, but does that mean there will be more bowls? Uh, I don't know if it's going to be uh, mean more bowls, but it will mean more consequential bowls. And there are some bowls that you want to win and some that are a little embarrassing. What's the what's the most awkward uh, bowl that you know of? I remember there was a bowl called the TaxSlayer.com Bowl. There was a Papa John's Bowl. I mean – God bless you if you're a college athlete, but, you know, if you're going to the Papa John's Bowl, you're not going to be in the national championship. Has a college team ever been like, ah, no thanks? You know, there's a bowl, you know, that hosts Jimmy Kimmel? Mm-hmm. There's a Jimmy Kimmel Bowl. 
Really? Yeah, I guess he gives enough money to make him name it after him. But I didn't know if there was like a embarrassing bowl that a college team might go like, ah, no thanks, buddy. We ain't doing all that. Um, like, no, like they call you and say, hey, we'd like to invite you to come to the Emodium AD Bowl. And they're like, I don't think so. They go, how much? No. And if Emodium AD says it's good, I give it. Uh, yeah, they go for money, man. That's all it is. That's all it is. Hey, this is Jeff with Summer's Eve. Would you like to play in the Summer's Eve Bowl? How much? <laughs> no, no amount of money. <laughs> it's 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country with Tyga and Daniel. Daniel uh, claims he has another million-dollar invention. And by the way, every time you talk about one of these on the radio, they're stupid. Tyga, listen to me. How am I not a millionaire by now, honestly? Well, you come up with ideas and you never do a follow-through. And they're always bad ideas. So that's two I'm things the there. idea guy. You're mm -hmm. the guy that's supposed to make it happen. For okay. example, I came up with Tiger Daniel's greatest dog treat of all time, yeah. which you were virtually useless in that. You didn't help at all. I came up with car skunk. That's a skunk you let live in your car. And in case somebody around here tries to break into your car, they'll be sprayed with a skunk's musk. But I said that they would steal your skunk, too. So Wrong. The deterrent would be stolen itself. I come up with brilliant ideas. I've got another one for you today. This one might finally be the one that makes us millionaires. And I'm being very generous. Now, let's pretend that we're on the show Shark's Tank. It's where you go pitch an idea in front of millionaires, and they decide if they want to back you up, if it's a good idea or not. Yeah. Today's idea, Tig, it's going to make us a billion dollars. What is it? Christmas cookies with some type of pheromone or something like that guaranteed to make Santa more generous. So in other words, it's Christmas Eve, you put out milk and cookies, but you put out Tiger Daniel's Christmas cookies that are proven by scientists, no doubt, to make Santa more generous. He's going to leave you more than he normally would thanks to these Christmas cookies. You've already had a bad run with cookies. You came up with that dog treat cookie, and uh, every dog hated it. There were 100 dogs that came up to us at Wolfstock. 98 of the dogs no, they didn't. lapped up the, the treat, loved it. Only two didn't like it. No, that's not true. It was even more insulting, Daniel, because a lot of the dogs, they didn't sniff it and reject it. Some of them actually started chewing on it and then stopped chewing. You know your problem? You live in the past. All right, so the thing about the Christmas cookies that turn Santa Claus on will give you more presents. Uh, hold on. I didn't say turn Santa Claus on. Well, See, you, you're a weirdo, man. Well, you said it was an aphrodisiac for presents or something. Okay, say you are in Reese's, you and your little son, Mac, seven years old, and you're going down the cookie aisle. And it's time to put out cookies for Santa. Are you going to go with, or he is he going to go with Chips Ahoy or Toll House or Tygen Daniels Christmas cookies, scientifically proven to make Santa more generous? So this product has been invented. No, I'm going to invent it. Okay, no, you're not. So your idea is you're a you, naysayer. you came up with the idea. Somebody else has got to figure out how to make it scientifically viable. You're a naysayer. You are a moron. You're just like the people that told Amelia Earhart she couldn't invent the airplane. You're brilliant. What can I say? So uh, would you like in on this or no? It hasn't been invented. You expect somebody else to do all the work. Do you have a distribution network to get this out to stores? Yes. <laughs> For those reasons, I am out. You're out? Okay, I'm good. Out. It's 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country with Tig and Daniel.